0: happy so to, nice to have to you here we've been talking about this podcast for a while
1: yeah big time I've always been a huge fan of podcasts it's my first one So Yay! Nice one <laughs> honestly
0: like podcasts are my form of education Same. a huge part of it I'm so happy to have you here today and especially on universe <laughs> <laughs> and I know I should have called it a universe because <laughs> we both always say you so y-e-w as you in general exactly so I'm I'm just so grateful and would you like to share a little bit about where you're currently at in life?
1: Sure. Um, I'm definitely in an expansionary period. It was a big expansionary period for me in my 20s, I was kind of unstoppable. I started work at 17 straight from school, I started programming Java and then I went to college at night and then I popped out at 24 with a degree and six years work experience. And just kind of kept always going on the career path. And then when I was about 30, um, it slightly changed, I met. I got into a very long term relationship and things just changed a bit it was also very very cool very beautiful lots of amazing lessons but it was definitely a harder time and I had other ways to like let my hair down so to speak I'm as as I have a shaved head but you know what I mean by let my hair down right I love that so I kind of went for it pretty hard in my 30s both career-wise and also like you know kind of weekend warrior partying trying to like express myself and really in the last few years I've just come back to this place of lots of internal energy and that has kind of fueled my career which is now going very well. I run a company here and we're providing energy efficiency solutions for the maritime industry. It's a tech business with about 40 people and I love that job. I love the I love the ability to lead people and the ability to kind of bring people together and inspire mm-hmm. them. So I think I think my personal life recently has fueled my career and then my career has fueled my personal life and everything's kind of come together and I'm starting to feel like I'm expanding again so it's a really beautiful time to be talking about where I'm at
0: (laughs) yeah and I love how when you say expand you're literally putting your arms out (laughs) like you really feel that way yeah and especially during these times like COVID times aren't aren't easy but then if you actually go within and you use this space that Mm. you have from at home and solitude and also just having this whole time where we're not allowed to go out during lockdown and then you can now say that you have expanded like that in itself is such a beautiful outcome out of the way you've used your time
1: totally and i know like lots of people out there have had a very difficult time this year and in ways it's been tough for me as well but i've been given so many gifts that i i feel very 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 blessed especially relative to other people who i know have had a very hard time um but i was living with my brother jason and his uh his his two daughters and that was amazing we came together as like a little COVID family and I got my doggie Molly, my golden retriever. Yeah, I
0: was just going to say, yeah. you got a little golden, golden yeah. retriever. She's not that little. Yeah, she's, she's, she's now like, pretty big. She's like a
1: polar bear. Yeah. <laughs> and
0: she's only going to, is she still going to get bigger? I,
1: I think unfortunately she is going <laughs> to get bigger. <laughs> she's going to be like a 40 kilo dog, I think when she's done.
0: Wow, she's going to yeah. jump over the cage. Yeah,
1: totally. She's yeah. going to just knock people over when they come in. You know? ah, it's already <laughs> happening. It's already happening and she's got more to go. Yeah.
0: yeah. One thing I want to really touch base on today is the fact that you tell me your personal life has been streaming into your professional life and vice versa yeah. I want to ask you how do you manage to find this balance because you are a person that is interested in so many things and you you actually are knowledgeable as well in so many things well I've
1: made lots of mistakes so I've kind of like I try lots of things So yeah I, I'm, I'm kind of a bit of a like Go out into the world and try everything and then go back to the tribe and tell them, hey, guys, this is what you should do. Or don't go over there. There's a lion, whatever.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But how do you manage to find this balance and how do you actually manage to not attach yourself too much to something Mm. so you can always come back to your center? Because as you said, you would come back to your tribe.
1: Well, I have actually gone too far in certain directions at different times. Um, when I was in finance, I went very far down the finance route. I ran my own uh, uh, derivatives trading business in London and opened a branch in Singapore. And the finance industry, while it pays well, um, not that it paid me that well, but like you know, it 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 has a, it, it, You pay a cost in a different way because people are so focused on money. There's a lot of sales. There's a lot of entertainment, and it kind of I feel like it can, if you're not careful, snatch a little bit of your soul. And then after that, I kind of went the other way and became very spiritual and discovered, you know, going to the jungle and sitting with different tribes, people and shamanic medicine. And that was an incredibly beautiful journey. And it's a lifelong journey for me. But I've also recently found myself going back to like my best friends here in Singapore and having a few beers with them and having a late night and really enjoying that and not feeling kind of, I went through a period of feeling a little bit. Like I had to be very restrictive, you know, vegetarian, no alcohol, etc. And actually that also wasn't me. That was me going too far in a different direction. Mm. So at the moment, I'm currently, touch wood, able to thread this beautiful balance of, you know, kind of living in my, you know, my kind of, I'm almost 40 now, like the 40 years of my planet, I've been an Irishman who all, <laughs> all his life had a few drinks with his friends and a laugh, but also trying to do some good in the world and, uh, you know, sitting with people who are going through a hard time and trying to help them with it. And there's, you know, obviously, as you know, we have a men's circle here in Singapore, um, that has been a huge cathartic process for me, uh, actually, uh, more than I, for, like, it's probably been great for everyone, but they think they're all like, thank you so much for setting this up. And I'm like, well, really, it's helped me kind of as much as anyone, you know? Yeah. Um, so that's been very balancing and, uh, you know, I've had some, I've had some good, good fortune in my career, and I love having my doggy. And I think also just being in nature has really helped as well. Yeah. I have, I have a garden now. It's very nice to be able to go into a garden. It's very um, homely
0: here. Like we're yeah. currently sitting in your new place and you just moved in here like two, three weeks ago. Yeah, now.
1: that's right, yeah. It's you was know, a whirlwind. <laughs>
0: and, and, and the walls are blue, which is like so fitting to you as a person in general. Like it's just, exactly. it really feels homely here and you have Molly, your dog, yeah. and there's so much space. And the people, like when you did have people over, even though it's still small groups, it's just very comfortable and the Mm -hmm. energy here is different. Thank you. It's very freeing and liberating. And I think one thing that I picked up from when you were sharing a little bit about your journey is also learning not to attach to extremes. So Mm -hmm. finding that balance, even within like when you said you learned, okay, maybe from jungle experiences or um, plant medicine or whatever it is Mm. that you don't still fall into that trap or that labeling that something else then would not be good
2: yeah and
0: finding even that balance is also really important because it's easy to dissect and then you're sort of avoiding something but you know it's also part of you but then you feel guilty about it how did you manage to find that balance yeah
1: so I think a lot of it actually has really sprung up over this last six seven months with the men's circle but one of the major themes that we keep coming to is about empathy and kind of, I think we talked about a compassionate empathy. So not where you're totally open and everyone else's problems land on you and stick to you, but where you can kind of see, well, okay, if this person's behaving that way, that's probably because they've had that journey and this other person, well, they've had that journey and you kind of see where everyone can come from. And it just, it takes a lot of the judgment out of it. And 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 by that, through that process, you also start looking at yourself slightly differently and you're like, oh, I'm having a really bad day today. Well, it's probably because I had a massive weekend or I'm really, vibrating in the wrong way i shouldn't go and meet this person now because i had a very bad day at work i should just go home and like sit on the couch and like think or read a book or take some alone time so it's more about kind of learning to fine-tune your engine but having empathy for yourself is like an umbrella over everything which makes which helps increase self-love and also helps increase love for the planet and love for everybody um, and I think that that's really important. Yeah. And we yeah. just
0: came up with this beautiful word yesterday, compassionate empathy. Right. I love pure, that.
1: Yeah. It's great because pure empathy can can sometimes be something that can be negative for the, for the empath, right?
0: Yeah. A bit um, overwhelming. And then yeah. taking other people's problems on your shoulders as well. And then learning how to still protect yourself, but still being there for others.
1: Yeah. It's a, it's a tightrope
0: it is it's a tightrope but then even that awareness in itself can already help mm. and that's why i think i love i love the word we came up with yesterday compassionate empathy mm. and it's not the same thing it actually goes really well hand in hand and you're yeah. still you still have your own space and by having your own space you can still be there for others so you also mentioned men's circle a couple times mm-hmm. and before i met you I had never in my life heard of a men's circle. Mm. For anyone, for all the people that are currently tuning in and have no idea what even a circle might be, do you Mm. want to share a little bit about that and what it actually is? Yeah,
1: sure. I mean, I think it's a very ancient, uh, I think it's a very human uh, kind of uh, archetypal way to have community to sit in a circle and all face each other. So I think that it came from when we were sitting on rocks in the mountains 3000 years ago or sitting in the jungle or whatever natural habitats that humans were in, they would sit in a circle to be together. And also a circle means that if everyone's in a circle, you can see over everyone's back for protection, right? So it's a very Mm. kind of uh, archetypal human structure for community. Now, I think uh, women uh, have a much more natural uh, kind of route to circle. Like they sit together and talk a lot more. And I think that men, as they go through their life, and at different times, you, know, you can have this in your 20s, but definitely as you get older, <clears throat> and especially men who have very busy jobs and families, and I don't have any children, but I, I can see it in other men. They have families, they have busy jobs, they're stressed, and they just don't really have anybody else to kind of talk to. And a lot of the time in the modern world, the way that men let their hair down is to go to the pub and drink. or yeah, Some sort of substance escape. Um, and that's not actually all bad either, but but uh, but... But it, it, it does come with a kind of a fuel of sometimes macho energy and male bullying and people having to conform to certain, uh, you know, kind of older ideas, which are a bit out of touch with the modern world. So what we have done is, my brother Gustav Ericsson and I, uh, in December last year, we were talking and, and I had actually run a, a, men, a men's circle before, but it was more about career networking called 10X. This is about five years ago in Singapore. And we'd meet and talk about how we're doing, but also what themes corp- for, for work, for the corporate world, could we connect on. Um, and as I looked more into uh, natural medicines and how people, you know, kind of come to healing in the world and, and experienced myself through mixed circles that I was sitting in around the world, I could see that, well, if everyone is witnessing you and you speak your truth and you speak your vulnerability, um, it has a huge power of kind of uh, f- for healing because a lot of the time we carry a, a guilt about ourselves. So let's say someone is like, oh, I shouldn't have done that, you know. Let's, let's take an example of, um, for example, someone has, let's say, cheated on their partner, right? And that is a terrible thing. And it's not like that's sh- you know, they should be absolved of that. But if they're looking at their peers and let's say it's a men's circle and they're like, I did this and I don't know what to do about it. The fact that they've said it actually releases some of the self-shame they have. Because if their friends is still looking at them going, you shouldn't have done that, but we still love you, bro, you know? Like, yeah. it's okay. And maybe they'll give you some advice or maybe they'll just listen. And through speaking about it, you will find your own advice.
0: And who knows if someone else went through maybe something similar. Right. And also just speaking it allows you for yourself to realize that you're still accepted. Yeah. And you need to learn how to accept yourself first,
1: though. And often it's not as extreme as that. It's something like you know somebody has uh, some sort of addiction and they feel really bad about it and actually when they say it out to the group then and everyone's like it's okay you know you'll get through this it's just a season in your life it's a patch and then the the fact that the shame leaves the body so much actually takes away the need for the substance for escape yeah. or 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 the or the act or the behavior for escape yeah. a lot a lot basically all addiction comes from shame Mm. Right? It's, a, it's a circle that starts from shame and goes into addiction and the addiction fuels the shame and then the shame fuels the addiction and it becomes a, a spiral. That's why people are usually spiraling either down in life or up. Yeah. It's very rarely that people are stuck in just a, a, a one plane of dimension.
0: Right? I think w- one danger as well is when you keep spiraling up and you just ignore the spiraling down that it might also have intervals and then finding that balance as well mm. and yeah, so do you have any advice for anyone that is maybe new to the whole idea of circles? And so, okay, let me give you an example. Sure. A, cou- a couple, just a couple days ago, I tried opening up a circle with three of my best friends. Mm. And I was like, guys, why don't we just sit here together? It was four of us and it was like the perfect atmosphere, perfect place. And I was like, why don't we share which season we are in in life right now? And they were like, what do you mean? And I'm like, well, just share where we're at in life right now. And we're just here to listen mm. to each other for each other, holding space for each other with no judgments. And suddenly, the entire energy shifted, and they backed out. They, mm. they didn't know how to approach it, they didn't want to share, and it was still a very new concept. So, I mean, I guess I was the only one, and three of them were new to it, so maybe that's one big factor. But how would you maybe advise for people that maybe have experienced a circle or are curious about it, and don't know how to approach it, or haven't found their tribe yet, how would you maybe? Do you have any like any life hack or something that could help? No, them? no. There's,
1: there's there's quite a few things in that. So it, it's it, first of all with with these kind of circles that we're talking about, there is a vulnerability attached, and the power is in the witnessing of the vulnerability, and you can't thrust vulnerability on somebody. It has to be their decision. Mm. So these things have to happen incrementally. So I'll tell you how we did it. Mm. I first went to Gustav and I said, I think this is really needed. You have a great network, I have a great network. We both really believe that, uh, like just to take another step back up, we both believe that the macho world has had too much influence and actually, I know this word divine feminine is thrown around a lot and so is male toxicity, but there is something to it. Like the the softer side of the, the female kind of energy actually helps men to calm down and helps them to uh, be less abrasive and to be less hateful and more loving, right? So I think that that kind of divine feminine energy is actually bursting through all genders at the moment in the world, mm-hmm. and and I think that some people who resist it, like for example, not to call people out, but like Donald Trump looks to me like he resists it, Bolsonaro in Brazil looks to me like he resists it. They're stuck in this kind of you know boys' club world, and I think that uh, when you come together as men, anyway and you have a much more open and vulnerable and honest connection, it's it's definitely the feminine energy that is driving that, right? Yeah. So when you sit down with your friends, like you say, in a mixed group, and you're just like, we're going to have circle, and everyone's going to tell their truth, that doesn't really work. What you have to do is get one or two people and arrange beforehand that you're going to set this kind of arena and set and setting, and then you slowly bring people into it. So I spoke to Gustav, and Gustav and I then reached out to a couple of friends that we knew were kind of looking for this kind of, Um, like this kind of group and to to do this kind of work and uh, and then we invited them in and then we kind of set the ground rules first we anticipated it was a week away we made a bit of a manifesto there's rules around confidentiality there's rules around authenticity there's a strict rule of no judging and no bullying and no fun making it's a serious and committed and open and loving space right and it was an incredible success so we, we basically had one circle with 15 guys. And then wow. within about 24 hours, there was about 30 more people that were like, hey, I would like to be in, I would like to be in. And we ran it for the next few weeks up until the circuit breaker here started. And then we ran it digitally for a few months. And now, we've, now we're meeting up in groups of five or six because that's what's legal here. Yep. And we have little pockets. I had one this morning with my brothers there. And we have dropped into a place of like, best friendship with this group yeah because you know there's just been so much truth spoken and people have really told their story that now we all really know each other in a true friendship way
0: yeah very honest without anything attached it's mm, just really just you
1: exactly exactly and I've noticed as well that you go around in a circle right so someone might open and then as soon as one person is like what this is what happened like bang and everyone just drops into this place of like oh wow are you okay like you poor you poor guy like that's that's really tough and no one speaks right but you can feel the room drop and then everybody after that is 50 times more, more authentic and honest and vulnerable. Wow. Because it's like a domino effect, you know? Yeah. yeah.
0: So my first circle in my life was actually at your place, just I think about five months ago, right before Circuit Breakers started in about February. And it was my first ever circle. And to be very honest with you, I had no expectations. I had no idea what was coming my way. It was a mixed circle. I think we were a group of five or six. I had no idea who the other people were. All I knew was that I trusted you. I trusted the the nature of how you were expressing to me, like like all you would do is just share where you're at in life, and it's very beautiful. And I had no idea how it worked, and I and I went there, and it was so beautiful. It was the only circle I've been to till now because we actually don't have a women's circle yet, and I'm, I know it's going to happen someday and mm-hmm. soon. And I know that there are women from that circle <coughs> that want to now hold their own space for women's circle but it was just such a different experience because you can just express yourself no matter what you're talking about everyone is there holding space and just mm. by holding space I mean listening without even needing to say anything but somehow you feel like that deeper support is there
1: um, yeah and also the another important component is it's timed yeah and nobody like if you feel resonance with what someone is saying you just raise your hand you know you don't even need to look at them, it's just like, I've been there, I know what you're going through, but it's silent witness. Like, yeah. And so the person is allowed to fully ex- explore and divulge where they're at, and it's equal portions of time. Now, a lot of times in friends group, someone is more of an extrovert, they talk more, mm. someone else isn't brought out as much. So you have this kind of um, you know, unbalanced amount of, of, of attention that's put on different people in the group, right? So it's very beautiful to have the same amount of time for everyone, Silence for everyone, empathy for everyone. And it's kind of, I actually feel like when friendship groups become very evolved and mature over time, and if you've got your best friends, if someone needs to talk, even if they're a bit of an introvert, everyone will kind of hold back and be like, hey, Naomi, please tell us, you know. And so I think that we are just fast tracking to what is an archetypal way for community to heal itself and to heal each other.
0: That's so beautiful and so powerful that I'm thinking now if you reached about 15 people already in one circle, and you said there are so many more that would want to be part Mm -hmm. of this, did you ever think about maybe creating a manifesto and then allowing that to flow to other groups of people and then them possibly starting their own circles or how Mm -hmm. do you get more people that want to be part of this also? involved in them doing it their own way maybe.
1: Exactly. So actually there is, there's a very, like the original group was called the Mankind Project. They've been around for about 10, 15, 20 years, a long time. But there is like, you know, you do a course and there's a bit of money involved and it's, I think it's very worthwhile and uh, those people go on to have circle. But there's, there's, there's an element of administration because it's a much bigger thing. So there's some funding required. So what we're now trying to do is we're trying to democratize what we are doing into exactly as you said, a very short manifesto and the people that are in this initial circle are starting other circles right? mm. and this is kind of you know you get people a lot of the time it's very it's it's very hyper successful kind of alpha dudes who are kind of a little bit on their own because they're leaders and if you're a leader as a man sometimes you you don't have too many other people to go to in that framework because you're kind of dealing with a lot of stuff that uh, is hard to explain to other people because it's a little bit it's a bit lonely at the top as they say Uh, and you have all the other types as well of people that come through that but you do get a lot of like highly powered execs you get a lot of people who are highly powered execs who've been through addiction before because that's also for some reason goes a bit hand in hand Um, but there are so many people that I know that want access to this as I said we're trying to now break off into other groups and all the brothers in this circle we'll still meet up every now and again but we're also trying to spread the the healing that we feel comes from this and that we have felt from this.
0: That's amazing. And I I think it's going to happen naturally. And with time, I feel like, you know, someday when there actually are a lot of circles and I know it's going to happen because to me, it's just the most natural and authentic and true way to connect to another human being and just opening up and just knowing that you're held. So someday it'll go back to the roots and you guys will be part of that circle that started it first. Mm. And that's so beautiful to know that with time, everything's going to evolve anyways. But mm. also, but I want to ask you, has this somehow impacted you in your work life? Like, have you seen differences in your work life yeah. ever since you started it?
1: Yeah. So actually I did a, <clears throat> I did a, a workshop for my, for my team last year. Um, I was running the product team at the time and we kind of, Dropped in a little bit to like, how's everybody doing? A little bit of like sharing about yourself. So you have these executive coach programs and people do this. This is not a new thing, right? But uh, so I have a, I have a life coach I've been speaking to for a few years. His name's Oliver Hall, complete legend. He's a friend of mine for 15 years. And uh, he was teaching me a lot of like how he facilitates executive workshops for Fortune 500 companies. And I was also at the time traveling to different parts of the world, traveling to Peru, traveling to Bali and experiencing... The kind of like more uh, jungle medicine side of the same construct that he would be using in the boardroom. So I started putting kind of a mixture of the two together for my product team last year, and then uh, and then earlier this year I was I was promoted to the to to, to be the GM of the company, the general Congrats. manager. Thanks so
0: away. amazing. <laughs> and
1: then um, and and uh, and then I you know I'm planning one of these workshops for the for the, for the management team for the leadership team in the next while. But definitely sitting with people and listening to their problems and facilitating, uh, not even advice, but just like structuring who goes when and the kind of environment that they're going to be walking into, I think has really, really empowered me in my career, for sure. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Because yeah, I, like, even just that one circle has completely changed my entire life perception of human connection on a deeper level because the people that i met that day in the room are still completely close friends until mm. today and it was just that one time meeting for like one to two hours and it was instant deep connection
1: but you're so special now you have deep connection <laughs> with like anyone that you you're just like look at someone and smile and it's deep connection, you know?
0: <laughs> no but okay and also um from your entire journey up until now Mm -hmm. what I'm actually curious about this and I've never asked you this on a deeper level what was maybe what were maybe some of the fears that you had that were your biggest blockages in life that you've learned how to embrace and honor and move grow from it
2: yeah
1: that's a that's a that's a big question I mean so, there was lots of them. First of all, I think I was born very afraid actually. so my parents used to say when they put me in water, I would just start to like shake. I'd be like, "What is that? Really? <laughs> like when they' gave me a bath, you know wow. So I think I kind of was born afraid and, and and through my life I've just been like like trying to climb different mountains of fear all the time and then you get to a certain point where you've climbed a lot of mountains and you're like, well actually I'm always kind of afraid of new things anyway, so I'm just going to do it. Yeah. And then you kind of build your courage and I'm I'm sure that's most people's paths, most people's path. Um, apart from some very brave souls that I know (laughs) that are just naturally, you know, devil may care. Um, but I definitely, I, I, I didn't feel like I didn't, I wasn't very happy with myself. I wasn't happy with some of the decisions I had made around relationships. I wasn't happy with some of the career decisions I had made. I didn't feel like I had made the most of myself. So I just, I guess my biggest fear was that I hadn't made the most of my life here on the planet.
2: Mm. And I was, I,
1: you know, I, I'm only actually seeing fully what that fear is now because I don't, I, I don't have it as much anymore. Like I won't say I don't have it at all, but I feel very happy about my life now. And uh, I think for the last kind of, you know, 10 years, maybe I, I really didn't feel that way.
0: Wow. Uh, Did you have sort of a turning point at some point in your life where you were like, okay, I now am not going to fear that I'm not making the most out of my life anymore, but instead I'm just yeah. going to take action and I'm going to just do it.
1: I mean, I've always been like, if it's scaring me, I'm going to do it. Yeah, that's me But too. I've just been terrified <laughs> while I'm doing it. Yeah. But I had a very, very, very big uh, turning point in Bali uh, last year. And I met my family there in the Wakamaya family, uh, Sophie and Rob and all those guys. They're amazing. <clears throat> and they kind of, we spent the weekend together and I just saw how they live and I, I, I absorbed some of their amazing healing energy and just, it just kind of changed how I looked at everything. And even that then was a big metamorphosis. So I absorbed the love that I see them put out in the world and they supported me and believed in me and we played music together and it was really beautiful. and And, and then kind of literally from that point, it was just like an like an escalator going up into the heavens, you know. Like for the wow. next like six or seven months, and then now I've kind of been in that place for maybe four or five months. So it's kind of like a year ago, really. That like things really, the dial really turned. Yeah, mm. that's
0: actually really recent. It is, yeah. It's, I mean, it's
1: it is it is a it feels to me like a pretty recent kind of uh, skin shed. You know, when they say like. The literally goes on my d- skin was shedding yesterday because i had such
0: a sunburn i'm scrubbing my face and i saw my literally like my first layer of skin You're peel like, off oh no completely.
2: my tan come back <laughs> it's
0: gone my tan lasted for two days <laughs> <You're>
2: great though <laughs>
0: thank you um i want to ask you um what has your anchor been then ever since that turning point do you have like that specific or do you have maybe multiple what is your anchor that keeps you centered when Mm. you feel like you're going a bit off course what brings you back
1: I wish I could give you one answer but I feel like that that period in 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 the end of last year I went to Bali twice it did something that anchored me and myself Mm. like I just you know I, I would have social anxiety for maybe the few years beforehand where I'd be at a party and I'd feel kind of like just a bit as, aside from everyone, like my neurochemistry just couldn't produce enough happiness juice, you know, and and something happened, and I just kind of suddenly started to feel comfortable in my own skin, feeling good, uh, you know, feeling like I wanted to connect to the world and I was worthy of that of their time, you know, it was just a big dial shift. Yeah, that's good, uh,
0: and also music maybe because
1: music's huge for me yeah music's huge for me and I'm, I'm really getting back into playing now and enjoying it a lot as you know because we, yeah. we play a bit together Yeah. <clears throat> um, so music uh, has always been a kind of a, a way for me to like if I'm happy I play music if I'm sad I play music mm. you know if, a, like, a if I need to like expression. cry my eyes out I play like sad music and <laughs> if, if I'm super super happy and high I like play like rock music that I love and you know
0: yeah, a yeah. Bit formal high on life by the way I mean sync yeah high on
1: life
0: <laughs> Um, yeah. Okay. So you honestly, every single time we meet, I feel like I'm just absorbing knowledge from you. <laughs> not, not just knowledge, applied wisdom, literally. So thanks. because of that applied wisdom, I would say also discernment, knowing how, know, knowing how to dis- discern. Mm. That's a big word that recently came to me and I was like, Hey, that's very important. I'm going to anchor that more in my life. Mm. Um, what are some of the life hacks?
1: Ooh, well, my first like, my first yeah. life hack is a meta life hack. First life hack: find other people that are good at life hacks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <I love laughs> That's the way to go. So I've got my I've got that. my people like Brad, Scotty, Alf, <laughs> Kieran. Like I've got a whole plethora of them. There's millions more that I haven't mentioned that I probably should. But just like certain people, I'm like, oh, you do that? Okay, I'm gonna check that out. Yeah, yeah. And and, and that has become like a funnel of life hacks into my life. But for me, some of the biggest things that have have really changed up. I got an Uler pad for my bed. So it's a cooling pad. It's made by the company Chili Pad. And you set it to like 16 or 17 degrees. And because we used to sleep on the ground, and the ground is cold and absorbs your heat, um, there's something about sleeping on something cold. It's different to having aircon on. You can have a big duvet, but if you sleep on something cold, it drops your body into a different kind of frequency of sleep. Wow. So I used to need... You know, I sometimes have eight hours sleep and I wouldn't feel refreshed. And now I'm like six hours and I feel amazing if I sleep on my Ulur pad. That is so cool. Ooler pad, big shout out. Love those guys. Next one is apple cider vinegar and lemon in the morning. And then some fasted cardio. It basically optimizes your insulin response so that you're not uh, storing any fat. You're burning it. So if you have uh, 20 mils of apple cider vinegar, half a lemon, warm water... And then go and just even go for a walk for 10 or 15 minutes every day. But maybe do a run if you can. Yeah. You will just like, you'll really, really, really burn off a lot of, a lot of unneeded uh, fat around your body. Like it's the bad fats on the inside as well.
0: For example, okay, I am doing intermittent fasting. Does that break the fast?
1: No, it doesn't because it's, it's, it's ketogenic. So it doesn't have any uh, insulin response.
2: Mm. Uh, So uh,
1: when I say it doesn't, it doesn't, you don't require insulin to break anything down. Um, so intermittent fasting is great. So, I basically have apple cider vinegar and lemon in the morning, maybe a black coffee because that also doesn't break your mm-hmm. fast,
2: bullet and coffee then, or something, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, well, I just have a black coffee, okay. also, But yeah, and then and then I eat between like 11 and 7. And I yeah. try to stick to that, but if I break it, I break it. And recently, I lost like I lost about 10 kilos in about wow. five, five weeks, yeah. And I did that by just eating no carbs and I actually kind of got into it, like lots of vegetables. Um, lots of eggs and lots of coconut oil, avocados, nuts, some meat as well. Because I've gone back to eating meat again. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel, I have to say, I feel a lot more healthy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: And your energy levels, how's that? <laughs> yeah,
1: we've gone to the roof. <laughs> <laughs> it's
2: almost a problem. So much energy.
0: No, but when I saw you and uh, just when you moved into this place, which was yeah. like two, three weeks ago, I saw you and I was like, Johnny, you literally lost 10 years.
1: Yeah, I feel like, like I did alright. you,
0: you were beaming like it was like you were radiating bliss from your core. I was like oh, thanks, looking definitely. at you. I was like, "Johnny, you lost 10 years. How did you do this?" <laughs> well, this is the definition how... that time's not linear.
1: <laughs> yeah, totally. So that's how. And then other life hacks, um definitely get into nature uh, as much as possible and I've recently also tried to kind of not push away but like move away from things that give me guilt. So like Certain behaviors might make me feel guilty, certain, not very many, but even certain people might make me feel guilty, mm. and, and none of my close friends who I see all the time, but just other people that were fringe, um, I've kind of just a little bit stepped back from them mm. uh, because, you know, I think it's, I think when, when things make you feel guilty, it's very bad for your heart, you know, uh, guilt is, guilt is, guilt is the big killer, I think. Mm. Yeah.
0: It's very bad for your heart, that's very specific. Yeah. Yeah. You know what's interesting when it comes to the heart, I actually believe that instead of our brain and our mind being actually the center of the energy, the source of energy in our body and our being, I actually believe it's the heart. Mm. I actually believe that there's sort of like an energy field that connects from the heart to the brain but comes from the heart center. Mm. And often we think that it, this is my personal interpretation, so... Take it or leave it it might be true might not be true but personally i feel like the heart is so much stronger than actually the brain and that the brain is connected from the heart and that it's like a huge energy field coming out from like the vortex of the heart
1: mm. i think all. i well i yeah i mean sure that sounds great i i, <laughs> I kind of agree with you in certain ways but i think each of the organs and each of the parts the body has their own energy field, mm. and I think that definitely the heart is the engine. Like it pumps blood around, it gives everything oxygen. So I, you know, in 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 Native American culture, when they point to themselves, they don't point to their face; they point to their heart. They say "me," and they point here. I am here. Uh, whereas in Western culture, a lot of time, people people like people like feel like their face and their head is who they are, and in traditional cultures, they feel like it's as you said, it's the heart. Yeah. Um, but I also know that the brain takes a huge amount of energy to run. So I know it's a very active organ. So from a scientific perspective, it feels like the brain is using more energy, but from a kind of uh, native lore, and those guys know a lot. They talk about the heart, so they agree with you. So you're probably right. (laughs) Mm,
0: That's so interesting to (laughs) me, because I'm I'm right now in a season where I'm telling myself every single day I'm activating my DNA. Oh, amazing. Because I believe that we might never unlock the full potential, but I believe that we could access a bit more if we were to just send the, the awareness to that mm-hmm. area so not just DNA but also the capacity of our brain mm-hmm. and just allowing our neurons to connect with each other even more to see the bigger perspective and things because our mind, our thoughts, create our reality.
2: Right. So totally. that really
0: fascinates me. Well, that's for
1: sure. I mean, anything that you believe is true. Yeah. Like whatever you think is true or not true is what, what you think. Right? What was
0: maybe the biggest belief system that changed your life and the biggest one that you had to break out of?
1: Oh, that's an interesting question. So I read a book about 15 years ago called A New Earth. It's by Eckhart Tolle. Yes. the guy who wrote The Power of Now. And I, he, he his premise is that we spend a lot of time reminiscing on the past and over glorifying it going that was such a good time we were there we were young da, da, da. and actually at the time you were probably wishing to be in the future because we also spend the rest of our time going well when i make my paycheck i'm gonna to go to the gym and i'm gonna get thin and it's gonna be great but actually the only thing that you have is the present moment it's very obvious now because we're all in this much more evolved conscious world but really, you know, it's very true. Like you have to live for the moment, right? And uh, and I think that that was a huge realization for me. Um, and I caught myself constantly like being in the past or being in the future. But Actually, being now, being in the now is what matters. Um, and then um, you know, as my buddy Scotty says, he you know he's, he's 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 like, well, whatever you think, whatever you think is true is what's going to be true. And and you say it, and people kind of go, oh yeah, that sounds about right. But when you have a very strong like mind, and you really can believe in things, and you're like, no, I'm sure that's going to happen. It does, yeah. <laughs> so you have to watch out when you have negative thoughts or when you're feeling in a bad place, because the, the things that you because then you start to manifest your fears, yeah, and that's very dangerous for people with a strong personality. It's very dangerous for everyone, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so so that so those two systems really kind of changed my, you know, really deeply changed how I look at the world. Mm. and I think I think the other the other one that the the, the one that I broke out of most importantly was that um, thinking that money was going to make me happy
2: Mm. and then
1: realizing when I had someone I was still a bit unhappy going like well actually I can now kind of do whatever I want but like I don't feel fulfilled at all
0: yeah hedonic Uh, adaptation yeah well well, there you go right yeah
1: yeah and then then actually I found that when I started doing things for other people that was when I became happy Mm. and that was when the world started helping me um and that was over the last few years, just like trying to kind of reach out and, and do things for different communities around the world who are struggling or people in my own community who maybe had a bad time. And it was a real kind of change from essentially selfish person in finance who thinks they're a good person, but is really chasing a buck mm-hmm. to like genuine, I actually want to help the world. If someone's struggling, I'm going to go and try and help them. And, uh, and that, was, that was then what started to kind of fuel more mm-hmm. success in my life.
0: And how do you know you've lived a good life?
1: Uh, well, I have a pretty good night's sleep.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's we, we spend of, one third of our life in bed, right? Well,
1: yeah, but I just used them to sleep very well and now I do. And I know the Ula is amazing, but I also think it's a sense of peace that like, you know, I, I don't I don't have really anything I feel guilty about at the moment. That's a which big is thing, you know? kind of huge for me. Yeah. yeah.
0: Not just that, because having peaceful sleep, I feel like a lot of people can understand the difficulty of falling asleep or also mm. feeling like they weren't deeply fully rested when waking up even if they had long sleep <laughs> and like for me what I realized um in myself was that meditation helped me so much oh, yeah. also with the process of falling asleep peacefully mm. and I actually now just get into a meditative state but just when I'm sleeping and navigate towards being like I'm gonna sleep now wow. and it just it drifts like within minutes within like one two minutes I'm asleep and that's because meditation has really helped me. You're so, you're,
1: you're, you've worked so much out for your age. Like you're now 29, right? Yeah, I'm 20. Yeah, I was at your breath there, I remember. Um, so I feel like you've kind of discovered so many like life truths for such a young age. It's really incredible. Like you're so right. Meditation is 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 the way to peace. Um, And also like before bed, this is why they say don't be kind of like scrolling on Instagram. And we all do it, right? But if you can kind of get into a calm, quiet place with no blue light and it's cool and you lie there and you start to kind of feel at peace with yourself, you're going to have a much better night's sleep than if you're just turning off, you know, a movie on the TV and rolling over after a few glasses of wine and just trying to then go to sleep. Like it's not the same frequency yeah. for your body to, to rest, right?
0: And even in the waking state, it's like when you go on Instagram, the second you wake up, it's like you're letting in a hundred people into your mind when that's yeah. actually your say, sacred space in the morning.
1: Totally. Yeah. So, and you also immediately forget your dreams when you start scrolling. I yeah, do, I, do you I dream, dream
0: journal every morning. Yeah, before It's, the it's phone, crazy. Right? <laughs> ah, no, actually, I dream journal on my phone on flight mode.
1: <laughs> I, yeah, but what I mean is before you start scrolling through social media. 100%. A I
0: yeah. stay on airplane mode until after my morning routine. Well done. Yeah, that's what I, I realize works the best for me, even though it takes time getting used to. Mm. It's really like I feel like I deserve that space for myself and nobody else has the audacity to even touch it because <laughs> it's my space. <laughs> this is my sink. I want to just go deeper into myself And lately I've been exploring different types of meditations Like Ooh. asking questions And also feeling energetic flows in my body through the breath And sort of doing own cosmic surgeries <laughs> <laughs> It's really interesting um, Okay, I'm going to shoot some questions over Sure Just short ones Okay If you had children right now Right What would the one value be? that you'd like them to keep with them for the
1: rest of their life? Wow, that's such a deep question. Hmm. Well, actually, it's funny. I mean, this may sound odd to people, but I actually think that loyalty is incredibly important. And loyalty has is an umbrella for me because it has loyalty to yourself, loyalty to your tribe, um, you know, loyalty to your commitments. You know, it's very, very, very important, I feel. And, and also of course kindness because kindness is what uh, enables you to help the world so that the world can help you and then and then and then probably within loyalty comes honesty because I feel like loyalty is the umbrella yeah I think honesty, I think being honest about all your flaws being honest you know being honest about everything allows you to not hold things and walk around with them so it allows you to be a happier person right
0: so loyalty, honesty and kindness probably yeah. Wow, those yeah. are very powerful. And creating the space for, let's say, your children to grow up in that's in that yeah. beautiful environment is like, wow. <laughs> and also just embodying it, I think, is the biggest thing. But that's beautiful.
2: Yeah. Thanks. Yeah.
0: What about you? Um, oh, okay. <laughs> Here we go. Mm, the biggest thing I'd want my children to know is that it's very closely related to love. Because for me, love is the vibration I live by and I feel like everything else stacks up onto love. Mm. So really knowing that, firstly, providing them all the love no matter what, always making it clear you are loved and I'm giving you all the love that I can possibly give because I see that you are capable of that love for yourself as well. Mm. So one thing I was always really grateful for growing up was realizing that no matter how difficult my parents were going through, times and ups and downs I realized that when I was sharing my vulnerabilities during acting classes and hosting classes and we really had a a session where everyone just started crying and shared Mm. their biggest vulnerability I actually picked up on a pattern out of 12 people 11 of them 10 of them including me and another person that were different all of their their vulnerabilities were based on the fact that they were looking for love externally and never felt like they were validated Mm. on love they were always looking for love. But I realized in that moment, it was so clear to me that I always had all the love I needed mm. for my parents, no matter how difficult um, of times they were going through. They always still managed to provide that feeling of safety and love towards us, making it clear that, look, even though we're, we're fighting, we're going through tough times. We still are here for you guys. Yeah. We are still going to find compromises for you guys because the love is there. It's the foundation of everything.
1: Yeah. So th- so love is actually, there's only really two emotions in the world. There's love and fear. Yeah. So, so love is like kind of at such a high level of abstraction, I would almost say that your answer is cheating. <laughs> but
0: I guess it, it was a, even, but even you're right though, because like, you know, it's, it's a big thing though, because yeah. I realized it was all just a pattern of love, lacking love. Mm -hmm. Feeling like they didn't have the love from within, or had a gap, or were constantly seeking it. Mm -hmm. But when I shared my vulnerability, it had nothing to do with that pattern that everyone else was talking about. Because I felt like I always got all the love I needed. And that was something maybe that set me apart as well. Because I didn't spend any time in my life sort of looking for love, because I always felt like I had it. Mm -hmm. And that's why I could learn more about, you know, different things in life and was always feeling like I was secure even though that in itself is also a journey, but I would want my children to know that they are always loved and that they have that love within themselves. Nice. That was deep. (laughs) You didn't, nobody asked me that (laughs) question back yet. I haven't actually (laughs) ever asked that question. Um, So, okay. Is there any advice or anything you'd like to share with our universes from your heart, really using this space and this gateway for anyone that's tuning in that they could carry with them for the rest of
1: their life. It's a really well-known proverb, but the, this too shall pass, I think is very powerful because when things are bad, it will pass. It's a patch, it's a season. You just gotta put your head down, keep going, you know? And when things are really good, also it's not probably good for you to become too attached to the success because that too will pass. So everything is finite and, you know, it may sound morbid, but we're all going to lose everything in the end, right? And that's kind of the journey of adulthood is learning to lose things more and more gracefully as time goes on. Ooh. So it's just it's just very important to remember the impermanence of everything, that you're lucky to be here today, breathing a breath, living a life. And if things are bad, they will also pass. And if things are good, smell the flowers, be super grateful, you know? So I think this too shall pass is, is you know, four, four of the most powerful words in the, in the English language.
0: Yeah. yeah. Is that your mantra?
1: Uh, it's one of the, it's one of the proverbs that last that, that has lasted in my soul. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: Is there anything you'd like to ask out to the universes that they should maybe question themselves with?
1: I would just want everyone to believe in themselves. Yeah. That, that actually you all, like everybody, we, we all have the power within us to be special and be happy and we're all unique and, you know, It's not about being the best at one field anymore because there's so much information and knowledge in the world that you can be, you know, you may not be the best painter in the world. You may be like an excellent painter and you're in the top 10% of painters, which is very high ranking. But you might be the best painter in the world who also is a mountain biker, who surfs, who comes from Germany but speaks Japanese and has like a really deep understanding of the art of fixing things with gold like this you like if you if you if you if you add enough specialisms together you can become a very unique chain and that's how a lot of special businesses have been built Mm. because someone has multiple disciplines and that they're all operating at a high level so I would just think that you know a lot of people try and work on their faults I really think people should focus on their skills and what they're good at and just fully go into the things they love and the things that they're good at and then sew them together like a like a daisy chain and that should become your kind of like ikigai or your like your 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 journey path your direction
0: i love that i wish everyone could feel this vibration in this room right now it's really trusting in your unique path yeah and that exactly. it's, go- it's going that to you're be unique different. that you're special that you're yeah. health
1: that you're okay you know
0: yeah and knowing that it's okay to be unique and trusting that that's
1: beautiful yeah, exactly yay Oh, I'm certainly.
2: so <laughs> grateful
0: to have you on I knew it'd be like worth 30 th- TED Talks <laughs> Literally And also we gotta do more life hack sessions Like oh, yeah, I gotta learn sure. more I
1: yeah. come back from the universe so great. anytime <laughs> I love
0: you Johnny Thank you, you too, so now. much you. And too. see you all super soon
2: Bye guys, thanks for listening Este camino selva Me he encontrado Corazón shona re
0: This is The Universe with Naomi Hoot. Tune in every Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday for another episode. If you haven't yet, please like, review, subscribe, and share. See you soon.